This is On The Radar, episode 123, and as always, it's me, Radar, coming at you with local and national sports and pop culture as well. Let's just get to the news. Rest in peace to former running back Lionel James, nicknamed Little Train, who played for the Chargers and played for the Auburn Tigers in college. He spent his whole five-year career with the Chargers. He then, when he was with the Chargers in one season, he set then the NFL record for receiving yards by running back and all-purpose yards. He led the AFC in receptions also that year. He made the All-Chargers 40th anniversary team. For a running back, he did only have four touchdowns, but he had 10 receiving yards. He passed away this past week at the age of 59. Rest in peace to him. Rest in peace to Ken Burrow, the former New Orleans State Houston Oilers two-time Pro Bowler and first-team All-American wide receiver. He was known as one of the last receivers and, and, and actually NFL players that were allowed to wear double zero. He passed away this past week at the age of 73, and he was also inducted into the Black College Football Hall of Fame. Rest in peace to him. Rest uh, rest in peace to Dick Versace, the former basketball player who played, for the, who played basketball and coached, who's from Illinois. He also was the executive, first exec, uh, American executive of Puerto Rican descent to have coached the first... American of Puerto Rican descent, coach in the Basketball Association. He was also an executive. He he coached at Bradley University. He was assistant with the Pacers and the Bucks, and is known for his time with the, with the Pacers. He was a great college coach as he won regular championships and coach of the year. And in the NBA, he then after being with the Pacers, he then became a broadcaster for TNT during the late 90s. He was also vice president of basketball relations for the Vancouver Grizzlies as well. He also was the one that saw them relocate to Memphis, and uh, he became general manager when they made Jerry West the president of basketball operations. And uh, he, so basically, he was a basketball for lifer. He passed away at the age of one, doing college basketball at professional basketball broadcasters and being executive. Rest in peace to him. Rest in peace to the amazing Jonathan. He was an American comedian and magician. He self-described himself as a Freddy Krueger comedy. He passed away at age of 63. Rest in peace to him. Rest in peace to Donnie Davis, former comedian and actor who was known for his known for being with other people and doing different things. And he and people really are sad that he passed away because he's also someone who danced with Britney Spears, Mariah Carey, and Miley Cyrus. He passed away at age of 43. Then we lost Sally Kellerman, who played. Hot Lips Houlihan in the MASH movie, where she earned an Oscar nomination for Best Actress in a Supporting Role. She was in a bunch of other things afterwards, and she was in the short-lived TV series Gun. She also was in some other TV series like Twilight Zone, The Outer Limits, Star Trek Bonanza, Nano 210, and she also voiced a character in Sesame Streets as well. She passed away at age of 84, rest in peace to Sally Kellerman. Then we lost singer Joni Jameis, who was a pop singer, passed away at age, age of 91, here from local Illinois. She had singles that became like number one hits like Why Don't You Believe Me and a, a bunch of others. So rest in peace to her. Rest in peace to American actor Rolf Kahn, who was the son of a leading Korean independence activist as well. He was known in Lawnman, Lawnmower Number 2, Amityville. And Panther, and he was also in the show New Girl. He passed away at age 95. 
Rest in peace, Eisenberg, Ned Eisenberg, a former actor known for his time on Law & Order SVU, where he was reoccurring. The last movie he was in was Asher, and the last TV show he had appeared in was recently in the Mar of Easttown, The Blacklist, and he was in The Marvelous Ms. Maisel. He was in an episode of Bull in Elementary, The Good Wife, Person of Interest. So he's what you call your prototypical character actor. He's also in the other Law & Order show, Criminal Intent, and the actual original show, Law & Order. And he was on Miami Vice and The Equalizer. So rest in peace to Ned Eisenberg. Rest in peace to Snooty Wild, the American rapper and singer known for his first single, Yayo. He passed away at age of 36. He said he was found dead in a ditch in Houston with gunshot wounds to his neck. Rest in peace to him. Rest in peace to former major leaguer Julio Cruz, who never really lived up to an amazing career as other people with the surname Cruz. But he was the all-time stolen base leader in Mariners history till Ichiro passed him up. He was a good pinch runner and player for the White Sox when they were good in the, the late mid to late 80s. Part of those playoff teams. And he's in the Hispanic Heritage Museum and... He broadcast for the Mariners. He passed away at age 67. Rest in peace. Football news. New Orleans have, after hiring Dennis Allen to be their defensive coordinator, they have announced, I mean, to be their head coach, the former defensive coordinator doesn't have a defensive coordinator. So he has hired Chris Richard and Ryan Nezen to be his co-defensive coordinator. So he's taking two of the defensive coaches and just giving them equal role. I don't know how that's going to work on day, game day, but sure. Bills have signed Saturday Neal to a three-year, re-signed him to a three-year deal. Zach Knorr is going to be the linebacker coach for the Ravens. And then the Ravens also have come up with all their new coaching hires. Zach Orr is the linebacker coach, as I just mentioned. Rob Leonard is the outside linebacker coach. Greg George Dossie will be the tight end coach. Ian Osborne will be the defensive quality control coach. And Mike Devlin will be the offensive assistant offensive line coach. And Minnesota announced a bunch of coaching hires. As Greg Meniski is going to be their inside linebacker coach. Tony Sorrentino is the assistant wide receivers quality control coach. Ali Terry's going to be assistant defensive line. Steve Donatel, quality control defense. Jerron Montgomery, quality control offense. And Ryan Cordell, pass game specialist and game management coordinator. Odell Beckham Jr. officially had ACL surgery, so I don't know how it's going to affect his free agency. Tom Brady announced he's going to be in a new movie called 80 for Brady, where he's producing it and being in it. It's going to be, a, it's going to be an interesting comedy as Tom Brady is going to try to do the Peyton Manning route of trying to be funny, trying to be in movies like Jim Brown and O.J. Simpson. And it's going to have Jane Fonda, Rita Moreno, Lily Tomlin, and Sally Fields. It's going to have a bunch of the older female actresses who are in their 60s, 70s now. It's like a type of movie like that. I don't know who else is going to be in the movie, but it has those actresses, and they're pretty funny. Justin Law is going to Tennessee. And... Anthony Weavers could be assistant head coach in Baltimore. And uh, Tony Jefferson re-signed with Baltimore. Troy Aikman is leaving the Fox number one booth to join a Monday Night Football. So I don't know if that means Louis Reddick is not going to do it or if, if Greasy is not going to do it. But for sure, they're trying to get new play-by-play guys. And I feel bad for Steve Levy because he spent all these years as a sports center anchor doing hockey. And now they're giving and they give him the Monday Night Football booth. And now that he's been hockey, he's, he's doing Monday Night Football. So maybe he would, wouldn't mind going back to doing hockey and they get somebody new to be in the booth of Troy Aikman as well. Ryan Pace, the former Bears GM, has announced he's going to be working with the Atlanta Falcons in the front office. Good luck to them. 
Tay Davis is re-signing with Texas. Eric Bieniemy is re-signing. He's staying in Kansas City. The NFL Combine is going to be on primetime television. The NFL Network, those are interested. The, the Panthers have re-signed tight end Ian Thomas to a three-year deal. Renal Wren is going to the Eagles defensive tackle. And Matt Nagy is going back to the comforts of Andy Reid. He's going to become the quarterback's coach. He probably would have become the offensive coordinator if Eric Bieniemy had signed somewhere else. But because Eric Bieniemy is back with the Chiefs, that means he's just going to be the quarterback coach, Matt Nagy. And speaking of football retirements, Ali Marpet, the only 28-year-old one-time pro bowler and three-time first-team All-Liberty in college, first-team Division Three All-American and All-Rookie team in 2015, and won the Super Bowl with the Buccaneers, he has announced his retirement. He's the highest drafted player for a Division Three player of all time. And I guess due to all the injuries you get when you're playing offensive line or defensive line, he's announced that he's retiring. He got his one Super Bowl. He got his one Pro Bowl this past the past season before this. So happy trails to Ali Marpet. And um, the Colts team wanted to are one of the teams that proposed to the NFL committee board for, you know, officiating and rules and stuff. They're proposing that in overtime, in regular season and postseason, that both teams get the ball because if one the first team that gets the ball scores a touchdown, the game's over. So I would I have no problem if they keep, just want to keep playing until the game's over. But I know because they want they want games to go longer, player injury, travel, and things like that. That by playing a whole extra half, it's like playing an extra. But playing overtime is like playing a whole extra half of a game sometimes, and they're worried about player safety. But that's fine in the regular season. Just I don't want it in the playoffs. Green Bay, New Orleans, and the Jaguars are playing in London. It's no surprise the Jaguars are playing in London. That's what they really do. And Drew Backling is going to the Vegas Raiders. And the Creamsicle Buccaneers jerseys, because of the whole supply chain with COVID, they're not coming for this upcoming season. They'll be coming to the next season. Tyler Haitley signed a two-year deal with the Jags. The Vikings hire, as I mentioned, Greg Makesy to be coach there. Linebacker Joe Thomas is going to the Bears. And um, Jimmy Garoppolo had a minor surgery on his shoulder, but that's they said they're not going to impact his trade value because because there's still lots of teams that want to upgrade a quarterback. And Dak Prescott also had a shoulder surgery, and they said he's going to be fine. Jalen Davis is signed is re-signed with the Bengals, and that is in the football news. Uh, the mandate for vaccination in New York is changing, so now Kyrie Irving will be able to play home game. I don't know if that's a good thing to cater to one player only, but that should help out the Nets. Nurkic is going to be out for a month, and uh, the Knicks have decided that Kemba Walker is not going to play for the rest of the year. There was a stretch of time this year where Kemba Walker was great for like about a couple weeks. It was a homecoming in New York, and I know they signed him to like a one-year deal. Because he was a buyout, and they signed him at the beginning of the season, but it's just not worked out for Kemba Walker. Unfortunately, his career has not gone the way it's supposed to be. Scotty Barnes announced he's having scholarships. He's going to give to Black and Indigenous students for up to three years, which is pretty nice of him. Larry Nance, who just got traded to New Orleans, and Josh Hardy got traded to Portland, are friends from when they were in Los Angeles. So the two of them are swapping houses. That's an interesting story. That'd be something that the Dan Levitard crew would talk about. How you guys are so close, you just Share each other's houses when that happens. Zach Levine has now scored 9K career points. Congratulations to him. DeMar DeRozan had the, the rec, had scored 35-plus in eight straight games. Congratulations to him. 
The Detroit Pistons announced their teal jerseys are coming back for next season. I'm a fan of those. Some of my favorite jerseys. OJ Abinubi is a fractured right finger. That's not good for him. Derrick Rose had another minor procedure, so I don't know if the Knicks are going to see him this year, especially if they don't make the playoffs. Rondo has a toe strain, so he's going to be out for a couple of weeks. Akron, Ohio announced they're opening up a LeBron James museum. I don't know who really wants that except for the people that live in Ohio. Markel Fultz is now back. Hopefully he can continue to improve based on what he was doing in Orlando before he got hurt because it devastately didn't work out in Philadelphia. Nebraska announced that Fred Hoiberg staying for another season for those who are interested. Shabazz Napier, who was playing in Russia, has come home. So have a lot of WNBA players who have played in Russia for their own safety. The Nuggets announced that they're hoping to get Michael Porter and Jamal Murray back before the playoffs start. We all thought Michael Porter was going to be out for the year, and Jamal Murray, we had no actually timetable on that. Kyle Lowry now has the 16 most threes with over 19,031. Congratulations, Kyle Lowry. DJ Augustine has now joined the Lakers after he was bought out with all these super these trades of him being trained all around from team to team at the you know deadline. So they're now cutting DeAndre Jordan, and it looks like maybe the Sixers are going to try to look up to pick up DeAndre Jordan after trading Andre Drummond. Steve Nash has been put into the COVID protocol, so hopefully everything is good. And Kemba Walker has been going, excuse me, Isaiah Thomas, another small guard, has been going nuts in the G League. So the Hornets officially tied him to a 10-day contract. He already appeared for multiple teams this year on 10-day contracts. Hopefully this one sticks. TNT announced that they're going to be broadcasting USMNT and US Women's Soccer going forward. So they're buying it up. They already have basketball. They already have baseball. They just bought hockey this year. They're now going to show soccer. And uh, this Anish Roth, who was working at ESPN, is now going to become the Carolina's radio play-by-play for the Hurricanes. Congratulations to him. The Blackhawks did a huge extensive search for GM, interviewing people from all over the place, asking former players who were important to them to come in the search. Well, they decided, you know what, we're going to be lazy, and we're just going to hire the assistant interim GM, Kyle Davidson. Well, hopefully he fixes this team because the problem with the Blackhawks was they signed all their veterans to long-term deals. They started deteriorating, and they didn't trade enough on their value. They were living off the high of the championships, and then you never got nothing back. And then you got, and you don't have much young players because Bowman traded a lot of the young talent. Pekka Rene, his number was lifted in the banners by the by the Nashville Predators, and uh, he did try to come back this year briefly, but. It didn't work out, so they, they're officially retiring his jersey number 35. And as Inochara, as we mentioned last week, was tying Chris Chelios for most game for a defenseman. He now has officially passed them up for the most game ever played by defenseman. And now there are only two professional athletes in the four major sports, baseball, basketball, football, hockey, that have played in the 90s. Him and Joe Thornton, so that's pretty impressive. Baseball news. They have closing spring training complexes to opposing scouts, I guess, that's a good strategy, but okay. And then Jeter stepping down as CEO of the Marlins. I'm guessing he he is not a fan of the how the spending is going and how he can actually spend. And he's also leaving as part of shareholders. So he's getting rid of his stocks, selling it. And I don't know if he's going to go back to just living a quiet life, which is what he did when he retired. Before he took over as GM, or is he going to go into broadcasting or maybe work for another team? Like, the only reason that he's working for this team was because he put his money into them. And for those who have MLB TV, you got to have to cancel it because if there's no games now, 
because they canceled the first two games of spring tr- of the f- regular season, which is stupid. First two series, actually. You just need to cancel that. Elizabeth Ben has become the director of Major League Baseball operations for the Mets. Congratulations to her. She's the first woman. To, she's like one of the first women to have that. She's a high position working for them. And uh, the New York Giants had done the thing earlier where they uh, hired multiple women to work for them. And uh, what the Mets do in that, that's another team going in the right direction. Good for them. And the Yankees have hired Hensley Mullins, the former Major League Baseball player who's been a longtime coach, like with the Giants and other baseball teams. He's going to become their hitting coach, their assistant hitting coach, because the Yankees are like, we need another hitting coach who's either been a former player or a guy who's coached in the big league. And this guy has coached in the big leagues for the Giants and the Mets. So that may help them. It may not help them, but he at least has a job, and that's good for him. Industry news. 911 Lone Star announced that they have written out Lisa Edelstein from the show. It was nice for her to play Rob Lowe's ex-wife and TK's mother. And because she's Jewish, they wrote it to the script that if she's Jewish, then TK's Jewish. And I got to learn all these things. It's pretty cool. But they decided because if she's not a first responder, there's no need for her to be in the script. Because they can't just say, well, down the line, we're going to need her to guest star. Oh, she's busy? It's called you could just recast the actress or you could just have her on the phone. You don't need to kill her off. And they're like, yeah, let's kill her off. I haven't watched this week's episode of how it all happens, but it's really stupid. She has, she had a, a child late in you know life for a woman, like a geriatric pregnancy with the man she had been with. And Rob Lowe thought it was her kid and things were going great. But they're like, yeah, let's just screw it over because in this show, TK is the chimney. In, this sh- in the 911 regular show, Kenneth Choi's character, Chimney, they try to kill him off all the time. They wrote him out of the script for half the season this past year because his love interest left the show. And it was like, okay, so what is he going to do? So in this in this show, TK's almost died like three times. Drugs, gunshot, hypothermia. So now let's put it through where his mother dies in the show. It's really good writing to keep screwing this one character over. I don't agree with the move, but it's like how they did with Rockman Dunbar of the... 911 franchise because he wouldn't get COVID vaccine because of his religious beliefs, political beliefs, whatever it may be. They just wrote him out and sent him to Haiti. So he's, he's he moved to Haiti. And that's fine because I never liked his character anyway. Athena Grant, you know, played by Angela Bassett, she already moved on and got married. There was no point you got to keep showing the ex-husband who's gay. It was so, it's such a waste of time. Now, then Aaron Pierce from Krypton is joining the Blade, the Blade movie. Now, it's, there's going to be a game show on CBS called Superfan, where it's like you're a super fan of this like programs and you sing along in this competition. CBS just wants to make more game show. Love Island is leaving CBS and moving to Peacock for a two-year renewal. I won't miss it because I don't care about those type of things. Sam Liu from Sim Liu from the Marvel success is going to be in this thing called Lost Ranger, uh, Hell Lost Ranger. Fairly Odd Perks is getting a live-action movie with Timmy Turner grown up, and it's more to be about the the younger cousin. It's going to be on Paramount+. Plus. Here's the thing. If they would have done a live-action thing when, like, Drake Bell was still a teenager, but when they did it when Blake Bell was in mid to late 20s, it was really stupid. But now they're like, yeah, let's make one where the dude is all grown up, and it's his cousin getting the Fairly Odd Perks. They're just running out of ideas there. Ravi Patel is going to join this Harold Purple Crayon. Good for him. There's this thing called Hungry, where Gabriel Glace is going to be in a sitcom on NBC. Congratulations to him. Battle on the Beach is renewed season two at HGTV, for those who watched that. 
This Rich Flood's character is leaving Grey's Anatomy. His name was Dr. Hayes on the show. For those who are fans of him in that show, sorry that he left. Outlander prequels coming to stars for those who like the Outlander show. Sort of was renewed for season two at HBO Max for those who watched that. Lyric Ross of This Is Us is going to go the new Marvel film Ironheart. And uh, play the Hills broadcast. So, and Neil Diamond is following Sting and selling his catalog to Universal. I don't know why he's selling his songwriter catalog, including a bunch of unreleased tracks. That's on him. They're going to put the Twisted Metal show with Anthony Mackie on, uh, based off the, the comic book graphic novel and video game for him to be on on Peacock. So Peacock's getting something actually that looks interesting that they're going to do that, the video game series. And Frank Grillo's going to be in this thing called Hard Matter. Mike Douglas is going to play Benjamin Franklin. I guess he's become that old that he's going to do that. And... Um, Henry Winkler is going to be in this program called Chauncey, so that's good for him. And uh, the show Higginstown has been new for season three on Star, for those who watched that. Avalon is going to be a straight-to-order pilot. It's not being going to – straight-to-order series. There's no pilot. There's no – all this process you got to go through to get a show on the air. ABC uh, is like, we're just going to have this new show no matter what you think. So be on the lookout for when that show comes around. And John DiMaggio, after all the things that he's not going to be on Futurama and doesn't want to get paid, he's actually going to come back to Futurama. So that's good for those who are fans of the Hulu revival. And Ariana DuBose is going to be playing this major character in this new Craven movie for Marvel. So that's good for her. And um, So let's get to some of these television reviews that I've written in January as we get ourselves into March now. So NBC decided to come out with two sitcoms, American Auto and Grand Crew. And it's interesting that these shows are on Tuesday nights at 7 o'clock because for a year it was always two hours on Monday night and a final hour on Tuesday night for whatever it is, The Voice, dancing, um, The Voice, like, though you think you can dance, America's Got Talent, all of those shows. And you're just like, okay, cool. They're going to show two-hour shows afterwards. There's been New Amsterdam. This is us continuously for the past couple of years and not. So Grand Crew. The whole point of the show is they're trying to make it that black people or young black professional people in L.A. are not just, you know, gangsters and drug dealers and rappers. And they're sophisticated. So they can cry. They can, like, whine. They can have political conversations, social conversations. They can be a little bit more advanced in their life. And there's not just all what you see. Well, that's really how the media portrays it. That's really more of that is more of how they make them in movies and TV shows. So I know the show is trying to counteract it, but everybody's different. Just because of your race doesn't mean all so everybody from the same race is this, and everybody from that religion is this. But the show, I, I was get, I thought, okay, it's interesting because Echo Column, who I know as Mr. Terrific from Arrow, left the show. And his character moved to D.C. And he came back occasionally in some episodes. So I'm glad that he gets the chance to be a lead in a, in a comedy. But, and also the fact that he was a gay man in that show. And in this show, he's a straight guy who's had a hard time dating women and just got out of a, a, a bad relationship. He's hopeless romantic. But so it's like, I'm glad that he's getting a show, but he's not a lead actor. So I'm like, I really don't know if he can carry the show. I know he took it, even if it's a one-year wonder show, like a lot of actors... Say, okay, I'll take this sitcom or this show, even if it's going to get canceled. And then, no offense to Nicole Byer, 
She's done a very good job of hosting game shows. And she hosts some podcasts. And she's done a lot of voice acting and movies and TV shows. And she's been reoccurring. Like, I reoccurred, she was reoccurring in Brooklyn Nine-Nine as Craig Robinson's sister. And you can see that, yeah, they're both chunky people. Then she was the weird sister in the unicorn of one of the characters in the show. And I'm like, okay, so she's great as a reoccurring character, a voice actor, a host, a podcaster. But I would not ever peg her to be also a co-lead of a show. But, of course, once you get the opportunity to do that, you take it on. But also, she doesn't look anything like Echo Column, okay? They, 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 they like, one is super tall and skinny and one's a fat, short woman. I know men and women come friendly, things are different. But, again, it's not realistic because she's, like, going out with all these dudes, one night standing all these dudes that are, like, super good looking. You're like, oh, yeah, I'm fat shaming in a bit. No, it's just not realistic. And to go, okay... I know comedies are fake and all, but you're just like, okay. I know in shows, they try to get the main actors and it's always somebody out of their league, but that's fine. But she's the second main character and it's just like, eh, I don't really get it. And then they got friends who it's really hard to figure out who they are. You got like a black dude who dresses really nice and is focused on his job named Anthony. Then you got Wyatt who's the one who's happily married and he's out of the dating scene and the woman playing his wife was just in the show Unicorn, so I'm glad that she's got another show, but she's barely in the show. And then they got this big black dude named Sherm, who is pretty funny and pretty f- smart, who did not go to school, so it's like they're always saying, oh, he didn't go to school, whatever, and then I'm watching this, and I'm just like, okay, cool. I'm trying to figure out who the heck these characters are. They mostly have introduced the main two characters, and I'm learning about their backstories, their professions, their their family, and then you start slowly learning about Anthony, Sherm, and Wyatt. And you're like, okay, cool. I mean, you're learning about these people. And then they're like, okay, let's see. These people are successful in business because she's a real estate agent. One's happily married. One's goal successful in finance. And you can go to college and not be smart. And then knows hopeless romantic. And a lot of people can do that. But I've seen this before, like man-seeking women, where he's a hopeless romantic and things are just not going his way. And she's funny, Nicole Byer, but it's just like, yeah, I don't really know. And they have her single like Noah's because they want to continuously get more guest stars in the show. And one of the few guest stars I've seen them before. And they have good chemistry for a group of mostly unknowns. And they get along and it's like cool. And they're all trying to help each other, the siblings and the friend. And they had a pilot in the in the in the they had an error in the pilot. And I was just like, what? Like this guy, the original black dude from SNL, like there's no point of him narrating. Just do the show. If you want to narrate, you get one of the characters. And then they obviously they got rid of that, so that's really good. And throughout the show, you've learned more and more about Anthony Sherm and Wyatt, so that's how it's supposed to be. But then all of a sudden, episode three, once you've already got your bearings, they go introduce this woman who Echo Column's character is trying to go out with, but then she becomes buddies with Nicole Byer, and she works at this bar. And the show starts off where, like, well, they can't go back to this bar because that's where Echo Column's ex-girlfriend works, and it's a wine bar. So every episode has a wine theme in there. They're all drinking wine. I didn't realize, like, there's something that, like, it doesn't matter what race you are. Like, guys go out of their way to go to only wine bars. It kind of seems forced that she works there and she's part of the group. When it's like, we're already just learning the three other characters and the two siblings. you got to throw in her. It's like, that was a stupid decision. And then, I'm sorry to say this. Dan Gore of Brooklyn Nine-Nine Success, I liked him and stuff. But, like, I don't know. Maybe he can fix it and it gets better. It's been okay. I've laughed occasionally in the show. But not really. It's not hasn't been that funny. So I'm glad that NBC is going back to sitcoms because Young Rock is horrible. But guess what? And it's not funny. But guess what? It got renewed. Keaton was subpar their first year. It was sometimes average to best. That got renewed. 
Mr. Mayor, the funniest show on this station, that got renewed, which is good. So I don't know what NBC is doing, but it, hey, if they can renew Young Rock and Keenan, which aren't the greatest shows ever, then I, you know what? They may, you know, renew that show. It wouldn't surprise me. And I'm glad that they're doing sitcoms, you know, on a, they did Keenan Monday nights, they did these shows Tuesday nights right now. Because it used to be Thursday nights for years with Law & Order SVU and afterwards, which never made sense. Then for the last couple of years, they've been screw sitcoms. They'll show one at a time as we say goodbye to Brooklyn Nine-Nine or two Brooklyn Nine-Nines at a time. Or goodbye to Superstore, goodbye to Good Place, and we'll show one at the same time. So they've done that. They show two at a time with one saying goodbye and one actually being new. And I do give it credit. There's a theme song. So, you know, that's not bad. The other one is worth. I don't know if this is, again, a dramedy or... Just a half-hour show, because the half-hour shows are not to be funny. But back in the day, they, you know, half-hour shows could be dramas, one-hour shows could be comedies. But now it's like, if you're an hour show, you have to be a drama. If you're a half-hour show, you got to be a sitcom. So American Auto, they give Anna Gastar, formerly of SNL. I'm glad she gets her own show. As I said with that cool column, you just take a chance. But she was on SNL, and she's been in a lot of movies and TV shows. So I don't know why she takes a chance on a horribly written show, horribly forced, stale show. So basically. They're making fun of the, the auto industry in Detroit with a random car company, and she gets hired because of her success in the pharmaceutical world because they're not doing well and keeping up with the times and how to do with companies and things like that, the modern workplace. And basically, the, the gag is supposed to be, well, she can fix the company's issues, but she knows nothing about cars. She doesn't drive a car. She's pretty stupid when it comes to cars, and it's just like, okay, we get it. It's pretty stupid. And then... Instead of being a workplace comedy with the people at the bottom of the rung who are in the factories and how their lives are screwed, let's make it with the corporate people because Superstore was about the people in the store. I'm like, okay. And it like the office. It was people in the office. It wasn't like the corporate people. I'm like, okay, I get it. But as I said, the writing is stale. The acting seems also to be stale, and I've been pretty bored through throughout. Maybe one or two things have been funny, and the issue is when it's supposed to be a sitcom, it's not a drama. That's where I'm just like, what is going on here? They make Anna Gasteyer the straight man of the thing where she has to be a regular human being while all the other people are crazy. But the acting is just, like, not great. And then it's like, okay. And the others are trying to be funny, and she's not. So the lead, Harriet Dyer, who I've seen in the show The In-Between with Paul Blackthorne, who was from Arrow, where she could see The In-Between, and it was just horrible acting. And as you're confused, is she the PR person? Is she the... CCCO, like, I don't get it. Like, what is her role? Because she's always like, we don't know if we want to release this. you got to make decisions. It's confusing. And then you drag her sex life into the show because the first episode, she sleeps with somebody off the assembly line. You're like, eh, we're never going to see this guy. Nope. Anna Gaston's like, we've got to make this guy part of the office because he's been in the factory. He knows what these people are thinking. So he becomes a main character. But he hasn't been interesting or funny or good at acting. Then they have this fat black lady, I'm sorry to say this, but she is, that's the way you describe some people, she's like the assistant, you know, and she cannot act, she isn't funny, and in real life, when your name is X Mayo, I'd say to myself, like, who the heck cares about her assistant being stupid, and, and here's the thing though, she is horrible at her job, so that's probably the reason why they have like, yeah, let's have somebody funny who's horrible at their job, and then they have this stereotypical, super nice, well-dressed, black nerdish dude who's like the finance dude but he's not the finance dude this time he's the product designer he's like the the engineering type of dude where he comes up with these things and he's way over the top gay guy and he gives off those vibes and they didn't state that he's gay until like 
four, five, six episodes into it, but you could tell. So they forced upon it, like, okay, we got two black people, we got a gay black person. What else are we going to have? Well, they say, let's have a British guy who sometimes I'm not sure if he's the the legal counsel because he's like, oh, well, legally we can't do this or he's in charge of sales because he talked about sale. And once in a while, they give him funny lines and make fun of his life. And But a lot of times his lines are not needed. It's like, okay, that was weird, creepy, whatever he said. Eh, stupid. And the only funny person in the show was John Barinholtz from Superstore where he was a reoccurring, then he became a main character because he was like the guy in the, you know, and Shipman and stuff, and his brother Ike Barinholtz, or they're both from Chicago, they're funny Jewish guys, he cannot lead a show. If you're a recurring character on one show, and they only add you to the main cast because other people left the show eventually, does not mean that you can lead a show or save it. So it's like, okay, so he's the thing, he's playing an idiot. Well, that's what he's good at, because he played any superstore. He's like, and the guy who does like the shipping in the back, like all the other stuff. He plays the nepotism, a nepotistic grandson of the former CEO who's been running the family business for years. He doesn't actually have a real job or an office, but he goes around. He's part of the meetings. He does stupid things, and you laugh at them because, of course, that's what he's there for, comically to be stupid. He's got the cushy job, and and his, you know. But then it's like we find out the family isn't so perfect because they're racist and they've done these other things that are horrible, and it's just like okay. But if he's not a main character in Superstore, he cannot carry the show. He can't be the one that saved the show. And it looks like the they like whoever shot the scenes did it and not know what he was doing because some of them were out of focus, some of them were weird. It just was stupid. And the final editing, and or when the final editing happened, they went, well, I guess it's good enough. So I'm just like the production value is horrible. And it's interesting to see characters who were on Superstore just briefly appear in the back. So I'm like, oh cool, I got to see these people. So I give credit for them. They have a theme song. And again, what I said about American Auto, NBC bringing back sitcom, as there had been none in the fall the previous. TV year, and they were showing only one or two at a time, and I like Justin Spitzer because Superstore was funny, but even if NBC renewed some bad sitcoms, as I mentioned, like Young Rock, and they renewed Keenan, and it got better, you can't always make a good TV series every time out, Justin Spitzer and Dan Gore, and that's the thing, so no offense to the two of them and their shows, but I feel like these shows are going to get the axe. I wouldn't be surprised that they're like, well, let's bring them back because we brought back Young Rock and Young back Keenan, and Keenan got way better in season two. But so far, the one episode of Young, of Young Rock they showed this past like month or two about like Christmas and stuff. No, one thing I did want to mention is Ali Marpet, the football player who retired, is part of the Jewish National Football League offensive lineman that was with the Schwartz brothers, Adam Bosway and Gabe Karimi. So it's pretty cool that. He was Jewish, so I just wanted to get that in there. So rest in peace to everybody who passed away. Happy trails to Ali Marpet on his career. Congratulations to everybody who got hired in the coaching world. And bad with baseball being canceled and everything. As always, we talk about local and national sports and pop culture. As always, you can get my podcast on Google, Apple, or Spotify of On The Radar. Same thing with the YouTube channel of... On, on the radar where baseball observations, movie review. If you go to ontheradarmedia.com or radar4428 for blogger or on the radar entertainment blog for Facebook, you can see all the things I've written. You get all the links to things that I do. And my Twitter handle is radar4428. Thanks for listening to episode 123. For On the Radar, I'm Radar. See you guys next time.